Greetings, folks. This is Rico, and you're listening to Trex in Sci-Fi. This episode is 456, and it is September the 29th, 2013. On today's show, uh, I, I did a special Skype uh, chat call about two weeks ago with Jen and Angela from the Anomaly podcast, where we got together, talked about fandom, conventions, and uh, you know the recent Star Trek movie, and a bunch of other little things. And it was a great call. Lots of fun. I really appreciate them taking the time out to, to speak with me about this. And uh, so that's what you're going to be hearing here in a few moments on Treks in Sci-Fi. I'm going to probably edit uh, a few little break spots in during the conversation, although we didn't really take any breaks. We just kind of plowed on right through. <laughs> and uh, But it's a fun call. I, I think uh, you'll enjoy listening to it. And again, it was great to talk to uh, both Jen and Angela, who are veterans and you know, longtime podcasters and, and really know their stuff. So that was terrific. And uh, and that's all I'm going to preamble, I think, with. I'll come back at the very end of the podcast and, and uh, just a, a quick wrap-up at the very end. But uh, here we go with today's show. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the future of war. Resistance is futile. Straight flows from the force, but beware of the dark side. Iron Man, that's kind of catchy. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. It's, it's a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is a uh, reach call. You're listening to Trex and Sci-Fi. Hello, everyone. Today uh, on Trex and Sci-Fi, we are going to uh, have a kind of a more different and casual and fun, relaxing kind of show. Ah, oh, they're all relaxing, I guess. But uh, but what uh, we're going to do today is, is talk about the kind of the current state of fandom and how we see it from you know a fan's viewpoint from podcaster viewpoint because on skype with me today i have two veteran podcasters i have uh jen and angela from the anomaly podcast with me hello ladies hey rico hi rico i was trying to think of that the way joey on friends used to always say it how you doing how you two doing yeah so uh so yeah, I'd, I've been wanting to do another show. We did a show a while back, and, and that was a lot of fun, and I always uh, look forward to talking to both of you uh, about, you know, whatever, Trek and Star Wars or whatever we feel like. And, and today I've been having this, um, it's kind of been rattling around in my head for a while to talk about this at, at some point with somebody, whether it was people from more from the Treks and Sci-Fi Forum or, or for both of you, but I, I really wanted to get, you know, the let's just say the anomaly slash female perspective a little bit because my uh, 
the idea of this topic would be just talk about fandom. We're 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 both we're all we're all fans, and from both sides, you know, from you know, you're doing the anomaly show for how long now? Have you been doing it? Over seven years. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Something like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we just celebrated our seventh in March. Seventh yeah, year. Yeah. So, so. Uh, it, it's uh, you know you you definitely have have covered a a wide variety of topics too on your show, and you get into this kind of an area a little bit occasionally too. So I, I'd like to talk about it, and I, and I think one of the things that precipitated this is the the, the big big, and, and this is kind of the way I thought we could kick it off a little bit. The big uh, uh, controversy slash difference of viewpoint slash whatever about the big Trek film, you know, from the summer from uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. And there's, um, I don't know how much you've both kept up on and, and, and saw this, the recent thing that happened. I guess what really got this to hit it to, a, you know, the final head was they have this regular Star Trek convention in Las Vegas every August. And so a few weeks ago, this at this annual Star Trek convention, which is, uh, you know, kind of one of the bigger ones, and it's pretty Trek-focused, and they put out a poll to the people that were there about, you know, to rate and order the Star Trek movies. And surprisingly, you know, to me it was a surprise, for for a, a number of reasons, but they 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 rated the the latest Star Trek movie, Star Trek Into Darkness. All these Trek fans slash whoever else went to this convention and put in their vote as as the worst Star Trek movie ever made or ever shown or ever whatever. And um, hmm. I was pretty surprised by that, frankly. It it seemed to be more of a well, we didn't really like what you did, so we're gonna, you know, screw you and JJ and company, and we're just gonna, we're just gonna put you down at the bottom of the list. More than a real, you know, like thoughtful, you know. Well, let me think. I kind of like this one a little more than this one, and all that kind of talk. So um, I listened to your show about Into Darkness, but maybe for those that haven't, uh, maybe we could start with what you guys both felt about that film, and and, and then maybe a little bit about commentary about this particular, uh, you know, fan poll, let's just say. So whichever one of you wants to start, go. Sure. <laughs> sure. I'll start if you don't mind, Angela. Go ahead. Um, we did two episodes on Star Trek Into Darkness. One of them was a review that we did right after seeing the movie, like a few days after it opened. And I think my opinion of it was, um, it was pretty high, I guess, just, you know, after initially seeing it, I was more excited just because I had a lot of fun watching it. Mm -hmm. And Angela was, she, she enjoyed it, but wasn't as excited as I was. And then later we did another episode on, on the topic, um, I guess almost a month or month and a half later about how women in the film were treated because there's a lot of controversy um, within the fandom uh, from the women's perspective about um, Uhuru in particular. Mm -hmm. And yep. so um, we both have differing opinions about that, too. And some of our staff um, as well are more charged than than others. So um, overall, I personally, uh, it's not my favorite movie, but I don't believe that the movie was really made for me. It was made for people probably who 
um, they may like sci-fi here and there, but it was really marketed towards people who weren't true Star Trek fans trying to draw them in because they already have us. They want more people. They want a younger crowd. So Mm -hmm. um, to me, it was a fun show, but it wasn't my Star Trek. Do you think that they just just a a quick question about that, Jen? Do you think that they do you think they've done that even more in this one than in the one from the the first of this group of from two thousand and nine? I mean, do you think that they they were even trying harder in a way to to pull in other people, or do you feel it was kind of this, oh yeah, that was yeah. their direction all along? I mean, we Angela and I both work in marketing and. I do too now. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Well, I saw we we could smell it as soon as they started. I can know, smell the marketing on it. you. Yeah, I can exactly. smell it. <laughs> you know, and I think it's a good thing to bring more people in because, in order to continue a um, a franchise, you need to keep people interested mm-hmm. and, and bring more people in. And I I don't fault them for that. And I'm yeah. not certainly not experiencing nerd rage. So, um, I don't know. What do you think, Angela? Well, I feel kind of the same way. Um, but I feel like it's, it's hard to explain because I feel like I do, I, I feel like they didn't really know what they wanted to do with it. And I think what's, what's really interesting, especially with the most recent movie is that like you bring in Khan, right? And it's this big, like, cool twist it's supposed to be and the irony of that is the fact that the whole idea of Khan being there is only really cool if you know who he is in the first place and so here you are writing something that's basically an inside joke or inside thing but you're directing the entire movie towards people who have not necessarily don't necessarily have that knowledge right so it's like it's tr- it's like they were trying too hard to do both things mm-hmm. but they didn't really succeed at either yeah that's you know? a good good uh yeah that's a really good point yeah i, and, I definitely yeah. agree yeah yeah because bringing con in the way that they did and also i think the same thing is true with um you know not to get into the woman thing but it with the ohura story with spock i honestly think the reason they did it is because well everyone knows how how spock you know doesn't have feelings so so we're going to do this twist on it so that he has a girlfriend and she's like the most passionate person in the show and mm-hmm. the thing is is that that juxtaposition is only meaningful to people who know Spock it's it doesn't mean anything to the people who come at the show for the first time so again it's another example of how they were trying to to do this thing for both audiences but they didn't really fulfill either one and and for us especially because we feel so tied to it it and I I, you know I might I, I might go on the devil's advocate for the for the ragey people because no, I don't, I don't think you should rage about anything because it's a waste of time. But sure. But I, I understand why people would get upset, but I also understand that if we don't let these things happen, we don't get any more Star Trek at all, you know? So yeah. it's like, right. what would you rather have? Would you rather them just like let it fade, um, fade away and we just have all the stuff that already existed or, 
is it better that more things get to happen and then maybe more money gets into the franchise and they can open, you know, an amusement ride or, or a themed hotel or have more conventions, you know, then they have more money for that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, so I, 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 but I see why people get upset about it, but it is kind of fun to look at. It's just like in Star Wars, all the lights, like we watched all of the new trilogy or the, the um, prequels with Russell recently and the lightsaber battles are badass. <laughs> like, the writing is horrible, but there is good... There's still fun stuff in it. And I yeah. feel the same way about the Star Trek movie, is that there's still... I, I Regardless of the meaning, it's... You know, some of the special effects are pretty pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's why I've... High, I've You know, I'm trying to have high hopes for the, you know, episode seven and beyond, you know, where they'll pull back some of these characters that everybody is pretty in love with you know it has this sort of nostalgia factor and all these other things it's kind of in a way what they did with trek you know they went back to the original characters yeah. and so well, now you know when yeah. it, it's kind of interesting and it's and on, on top of that they're using jj abrams in in both you know he's going to direct that movie set or at least the first one i guess too yeah. so it's kind of weird in a way and ironic that you know hey he's going to go also, not not only get to go do Star Wars, but do Star Wars with the cool, you know, yeah. kind of classic characters. So you know, Rico, I know you and I both were really big fans of Alias, which was a TV show about a spy, a, a yeah. woman spy. Yeah, J.J. Abrams did that. Yeah, I was expecting something else from him when this movie came out because I loved Alias so much. And when the, when the second one came out, you mean, Jen? Or, or yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, when this when Star Trek, the new Star Trek franchise was released and everything, and um, it's not what I expected. It's not it's not bad, but it's not what I thought he could was capable of. I guess you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess th- because his stories were so deep on on Alias, at least at the in the first season, and emotional, and I wanted that in this movie, but. You know, it was still fun, and and like I said, I enjoyed it. And if you listen to yeah. our first episode, yeah. I was a lot more hyped about it. So, um, oh, I was. You know, I, I I smiled a lot. I just actually watched it even again. I, I got the Blu-ray, and I, I watched it uh, thinking we were going to do this call today, and that that was going to be at least part of the call. But I watched it again last night, and that was I think I saw it three times at the movies, and so that was like the fourth time. But I still smiled, and I still got a chuckle out of. You know, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean I, I, I still enjoyed it. I think I put it the simplest way I could put it, and I wrote something on Facebook today about it because, you know, it, it seems like every few posts on the Trucks and Sci-Fi group there is like, well, you know, Star Trek Into Darkness, blah, blah, blah. You know, everyone's got a, you know, and that's fine. But uh, I, I put down something like, yeah, it's 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 not, it's not a great Star Trek movie, but it's a good Star Trek movie in my mind, at least. I still yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. I think it's got some plot issues, and I think Angela really. I think I, I I really like what you said, and I really agree with you. I think it. I think it's trying to be at least a couple different things overall, mm-hmm. and e- and even more side little things too too much. I think yeah. they are. Um, uh, I think they're trying to make a movie almost by committee, you know, where they're they're trying to satisfy. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's a mistake, you know. I, I think they I think they need to have a little more confidence. And I don't know if you've heard also the other part to this story is after that that con vote. Uh, oh, get it, con vote. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, but they uh, where's Rick Moyer with his musical cues at this point? <laughs> 
But uh, but there was a recent thing, even just the last couple of weeks, I think it was Bob Orsi, one of the writers of the film, who wrote the 2009 one and works with J.J. And anyway, I think it was he who, I think he did this on Twitter, I believe. But, you know, a great place to start, you know, a, a battle. But he basically kind of bounced back to the fans and saying, you know, he kind, of, he kind of put him down in a way. And I don't have it at my fingertips here. People can go look it up if you haven't read this or heard this. It's all over the place, uh, you know. <laughs> But, but he, you know, he kind of punched back in, in a way. I think he felt like he kind of got punched by the fans, you know, in, it, you know, figuratively, of course. Or maybe literally if they ever found him in, a, in an alleyway, I think. But, but it's like, <laughs> then he kind of he says, well, you know, if you don't like it, you know, too bad. You know, you guys don't know what you like. You're, you know, they're, you know, these trek, trekky geek nerds or whatever. I'm not, I'm very much paraphrasing. I don't know exactly what he said. But it was kind of somewhat insulting to a degree. Yeah. But but my my real first reaction was from it is this is this is what it, to me is the problem of the situation. If mm. you make a movie and you write a movie, you should have enough confidence or enough at least. You know, I did my best. I, I made that painting. I made that movie. That's what it is. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, no, that's your that's your viewpoint. You can you're entitled to that. I just think he should have shut up about it, frankly. Yeah. I think I think he's only going to fuel the fire. And I can get why you can only take so much of that stuff. And I understand from, you know, a personal viewpoint, maybe. But I, I think it was a mistake. So, and that, you know, it's like they're just going to dig their heels in more. If you well, think, we'll, yeah. I, I, well, go ahead, go ahead Ken. I was just going to say, creatives are very protective. And being an artist and a graphic designer and, you know, whatever. Oh, it's hard, yeah. I can see that being very hurtful. To, especially, I know our community, and we have some loud mouths. <laughs> well, don't they always tell <laughs> actors and stuff, at least never, never read a review or something like that? Yes, Isn't that the advice? But, I mean, you know, it's hard to take that on the chin. But at the same time, it's very unprofessional to react that way. Especially when you're, you're trying to... Um, work within a genre of an existing universe you know yeah. with fans sure. that are ready made you want to win them no over not reject them you yeah. know at least find and a I, middle ground yeah. yeah yeah and i especially because i mean i think it's it's kind of a um a, not a cliche but a misnomer or whatever you want to call it to think that Star Trek fans can't like Star Wars, but a lot of us also like Star Wars. And if you talk talk down to us like that and insult us, we're not going to be as on fire for your Star Wars film. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I think I there's think yeah, should, yeah. I, I it was posted on our Facebook group, and I I didn't take the time to read it, but I saw the the conversations going on in our little group, and people were pretty turned off by it. You know, by the way he reacted. So. Yeah. Right. Were you gonna, what were you going to say, right. An- Angela, about that? Or I thought you... Oh, well, I've had like 14 thoughts since then. But oh. um, <laughs> I... No, I, I think that the, the other thing is, is that we... Um, sorry, I was having two thoughts and they just like went away. But if we're... Are we just talking about Star Trek or are we, can we No, talk no, we're going to... Yeah, no. This, this was just I, sort of my like, uh, you know, putting the match down to get the ball rolling. I was rolling, recently you know. reading something kind of to talk about Star Wars uh, about how the kid, the guy, the kid who played the kid um, on... Uh, played Anakin. Yeah, Annie. The, yeah. Number one in the first movie. He um, basically, st- he stopped acting after that. He never goes to anything. He's like completely anti Star Wars, anti whatever. 
Uh, and yeah. it's mainly because of the reaction, you know, to his character from the fans. It like r- literally ruined his life. Yeah. And when well, I yeah, heard he took that a lot story, of heat. Yeah, he took a lot of you know. When I heard that story, know. I mean, it doesn't make me like um, Star Star Wars one, two, and three anymore. And but I think though that as, on, on the subject of fan rage, there is a situation where it's like you know. You have to realize that the actors, especially, the actors are just set dressing. They go in and they get hired for a job and they do a job. And if they do it awesome, great. And if they suck, they suck. But it's the it's the director's job to put them there and to cast them there. And it's their vision that the actor is portraying and so if you really want to get upset about it you need to be mad at the people who put him there and not him because mm-hmm. um yeah. especially in movies like you know i uh, i've been sewing and i just watched all four no all six discs of the appendices to lord of the rings <laughs> and uh or i listened to it and uh, one of the things for that was they uh, cast somebody else's aragorn and then they realized when they started filming that they had cast it wrong. And so they recast, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I've heard and, that. Yeah. And, uh, and not to get in a, co- not, co- not to get in a conversation about that, but you know, that wasn't the actor's fault. The director realized he made a wrong decision and he decided to fix it, you know? And so it's like that would, and if, and if the movie would have stunk, it would not have been that actor's fault. It would have been Peter Jackson's fault, but everybody would have been mad at the actor, you know? Um, so yeah. he had to yeah. make that call. And and so I think that we just need to make sure that whatever our rage is, it gets directed in the right place. But to that writer, um, it the rage should be directed at him. And he, he needs to just grow a pair and deal with it. Because when you put your stuff out there, and to me, to me when all the stuff goes out, the writing, directing, you know, I think writing and directing in general, especially for big budget movies, whether it be... Um, sci-fi or whether it be big fan stuff like like Star Wars or whether it's just something one off like Independence Day I honestly think the writing has gone downhill it's like it's like proportional like as the better the action and effects are getting the writing yeah. is sucking and I hate that I hate that yeah there's definitely a I think they're afraid sometimes to take chances a little bit when they have such a big budget, <laughs> you know, so to, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, uh, I mean, I've, I've definitely still see some good stuff, quality movies and TV, probably to me, TV is much more deep and we can talk a little bit about that in terms mm-hmm. of them ability, their ability to write, their ability to develop characters. And I'm not even just talking about all like things that are sci-fi or fantasy type stuff, other things too, but Sure. But movies, though, and, and my, I think I said something, you know, made a comment about by committee. I, I think they're, uh, you know, they got a lot of money and, and, and yeah. they're they're just like, well, you know, we've got a, you know, we've got Khan in here. And we're going to do this and we're going to do this and let's throw a Tribble in there and let's throw, you know, this. And, you know, it's like have somebody, yeah, who 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 has the guts to do something. I, I, I really hope still with the third one when they do it that they just branch off and just do totally something completely original hire like some real sci-fi people who who can craft a a new and original concept and story make it exciting and interesting and use the characters the way they you know here's the situation rather than 
building a story around the characters, uh, try to say this the right way, you know, have a situation and then the characters react the way they would in that situation. You know what I mean? So go ahead, Jen, you were going to say something, I think, earlier. I keep doing that. (laughs) No, that's right. Well, no, I I don't know. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Jen. I I was just wondering, really, though, uh, I think that the people making decisions are the ones funding the movie. Like the like the paramounts of the, of the of the Hollywood, if you were, and I don't know if they understand sci-fi. They see it as lowbrow, or I I don't know that they really understand the way we feel about it, and that it's more intellectual than they think it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so they're trying to make something that's all action, like. I've heard a lot of complaints about the Superman movie and the last few minutes of it, all they did was fight and tear up the city, you know? And well, right. That's a, that's a good, that's what they think to talk about. Yeah. 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 That's what they think sci-fi fantasy is, you know, a bunch of action and a bunch of dudes in the seats that are turned on by the action and girls in underwear, but (laughs) that's neither here. That's all you need. That's all you need. You have the, you know, I used to have the joke about, they have just a whiteboard there, you know, sometimes in Hollywood and it's like, okay, we need some more punching. And then, you know, you need a girl over here with, you know, half her clothes torn off or something. And then you need some more punching (laughs) and roll credits. And that's what they think the formula is. So I I really, I don't even know that it's the director, producers, or writer's fault. Because ultimately, it's the people that pay the bills that are saying, you know what, I don't really like the way that is. That needs to attract more dumb people. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's too smart for them. Let's take it down did, and did, uh, did uh, on, a, on a, a complete side thing, but just something that popped into my head a little bit. Did he, did either of you see the movie? Um, did you see the movie Looper? Did either of you see that movie? I didn't. No. No. No, you didn't see it. Okay. Well, I, I you should see it sometime. It definitely. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about at all? Do you do you recognize that name? I don't it's, recognize it. No. I rec- I recognize it. That's the one with um, Bruce Willis and yep. yeah, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Right. Who was in the it last? Sounds like a cool yeah. Conte- concept. Yeah. It, it's it, the only reason it popped up is somebody we've got a thread on 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 again on the trucks and sci-fi group on facebook but um somebody talked about it put up something like you know there's no smart sci-fi anymore and i think what it is 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 the stuff that gets the attention unfortunately some of these other smaller things will will make some money and get some attention but the stuff that ends up really getting you know on magazine covers and gets all the uh, coverage on online and, and a lot of things are these big big budget things that are fairly simple and and maybe dumbed down and all that and these littler ones that maybe are a little smarter and, and, and a little more interesting and a little more original get kind of a little overlooked. Um, I don't really have a good example for this summer of anything that was kind of like that. Like, um, like I really liked the the last Planet of the Apes movie that they did. I don't know if either of you ended up ever seeing hmm. that. That was a while. Yeah. Oh, really? Go ahead. No, my mom gave it to me, and I haven't watched it yet because to me, um, the <laughs> Planet of the Apes are from the '60s and '70s. And, <laughs> well, and take I don't a look. It, it, it. It's um, it, it's the you know I think it, they did a good job with it. But anyway, the um, my point, I guess, is is just that yeah, I agree with you that there, a lot of this big budget stuff is fairly basic and simple. But you know, unfortunately, it's making money. Did um, yeah one difference and i know you both i think like joss whedon i thought yes agreed the last year's avengers film 
Oh, yeah. I think they were able to actually, to me, pull off something that was fairly smart, had some great character stuff in it, but still had that little geek, you know, uh, you know, surge of, hey, there's guys in tights punching each other, too, in here. Yeah, you know. I agree with that. But I And I think, in a way, it kind of, it. first of all, I think it proves mine and Jen's point from earlier. I don't know if Jen remembers this, but um, I think the thing with Joss is that he's so... He's so good that when he's just kind of left to his own devices, he is just a master writer. You know, he he knows what he's doing and he can make these great things happen. But I think in and as awesome as the Avengers was, I still think it could have been better because he probably had to fight a lot of the things that Jen was just talking about. You know, because I think there were yeah. some things that were missing that were that were probably to Joss's chagrin, you know, um that that um he's had to fight really hard to get the kind of respect he needed to be able to mm-hmm. uh, you know set himself up to do something like the Avengers and it's still it was really good and for a giant blockbuster superhero movie it was awesome but I don't know that it was the best thing that Joss has ever done but it was it made a lot of money so it's a weird and then the difference with like Avengers is that even though I saw that things were tweaked that were probably things he didn't want tweaked. Um, the individual scenes, and that's to me with the writing, is not necessarily like the big picture, like, okay, well, if this is going to be the story arc, this is the story arc, and people have to get blown up, and women are going to get naked or whatever. But it's just the writing of the individual scenes, and the Avengers is a good example of that, where you know, here's a scene, and it has to get us from point A to point B. Well, as a writer, there's a lot of different ways to do that, and if it's good, it's good. And even if somebody's breathing down your back because they want Hulk to smash a few more things, you can still write compelling dialogue True. to fit in those five minutes or two minutes or four minutes. Uh-huh. And that's what Star Trek and unfortunately yeah. the, the 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 prequels, the, you, you could see like a good movie. You could see that there was a good movie in there, but these individual dialogue scenes were just written. Yeah horribly and and it just makes you cringe um and and unfortunately joss can can do that amidst all the madness he's able to write good dialogue yeah and that's what he does best is dialogue and he used to be a script doctor and angel and i've talked about this on anomaly before but that that's really what star star wars the prequel movies needed was a script doctor to come in and go you know what this would be better if this was said or you know Mm -hmm. If you acted it from this point of view, or you know, yeah. whatever, and that's just really what Joss does best. Um, um, we we kind of we call him the patron saint of anomaly, so we kind of sing of his his praises a little too much. But he is really good at what he does. Well, he's, and that's he, what we need more yeah. of in yeah. sci-fi. But and yeah, the thing is, though, is that these you know look how hard he had to work to get to that point, and yeah. there's all these guys out there who get a lot of rewards financial and otherwise just for making big pictures big movies with big names and blow things up and so there's no real impetus they, they don't care they, there's no reason for them to make the, the reason joss makes good stuff is because he wants to that's what he wants to do he wants yeah. to make it good well i think he and also so, understands the fans because he grew up that way he he yeah. you know yeah. he was a big comic book reader he, he was there was a great article i read recently on him that was in entertainment weekly they a good six or seven pages at least and 
talked about him growing up, going to the local newsstand to get comics. He even got beat up once or twice or something by bullies. And he just, he, 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 he lived that kind of time. And, and he, he, I, I completely agree with what you said, Angela, about the movie too. And he freely, he's gone on record and admitted it was an okay movie is basically what yeah. he put it. But, but, you know, what I like about it is that he was saying that pretty, pretty quickly and pretty early, even when it was making a ton of money, and basically he was ba- saying that is like, I can do better the next time even. You know, yeah. not, now he knows what works, what doesn't, what he want, the way he wants to go with it. And, uh, you know, so I, I just I'm glad that he's got a chance to do it, you know, to give uh, to, to have another go at it. Even, you know, the fact that he made this one make so much money. I mean, I, I hope uh, that still gets enough of an audience. You know, I, I, I think it, I'm sure it will, because I think. The things that we all know, I think people are starting to realize, you know, yeah, this is good stuff. You, you, there, there's actually an audience out there that actually has a brain, and they can mm. enjoy seeing a movie that, that has that kind of character stuff and writing and everything in it, and still is fun, too. The, mm-hmm. the two aren't, like, mutually ex- exclusive. You can have both, so... Uh, I'm Jen. And I'm Angela from the Anomaly Podcast. And you're listening to Treks and Sci-Fi. Yeah, so my, my hopes are high that they can, that somebody else can figure that out, that there can be better writing and better writers can come along and i think with star Um, wars too i think they've they you know they got so much heat for the prequels and even continue to that i think they're like and again i don't want them to make a movie or to do something because of what the fans and others are exactly telling them but you have to kind of have that in your head a little bit you know what i mean i mean it's got to be part of the I'm sure J.J. Abrams and his writing team and everyone working on those movies has to realize, you know, this, this these need to be good movies about the the characters and the people in them, you know, not just cool lightsaber fights. But we want those too. So sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's I, tricky. I mean, I would. They've yeah. tried to sell J.J. as the kid who grew up with Star Wars. I don't. I've read a couple of articles about you know him being hired to do the star Wars movies. And I don't know. Do you think he was a bigger fan of star Wars than he was of star Trek? Do you think he would do a better oh, yeah. job? Do you think he would do the same job? Well, I, I, I don't, at this yeah. point, I'm kind of like worried. He's gone know, on record as basically, you know, he, he definitely really wasn't much of a, I should say, I think he knew star Trek to a degree, but nothing like, like your average star Trek fan does. But he definitely has gone on record to say, you know, he he grew up loving those movies. It was one of the things that made him want to go into movies, you know, to to because he loved those films so much. So, yeah, he's he's definitely more Star Wars than Star Trek. But um, and everyone, you know, the 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 classic thing or most of the things that people say is, you know, he turned Star Trek the last couple of movies. He made them sort of Star Wars like, you know, that that's been said by numerous people in places. Mm. That, you know, just the. I don't really see that at all, but. Eh. <laughs> well, the, the 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 flashiness, the, the you know, they're they're you know even even the in, in into darkness when I was watching it last night again, you know the where they take the the little ship and go off to Kronos to to capture 
you know, the guy. They don't know who he is exactly at that point, Harrison or whatever. But uh, and they're they're flying in that little ship. It's pretty much like the you know, Millennium Falcon, you know, and, and you know, I mean, they're sliding through little passages and stuff and yeah. like. But just well, if, just stuff, you know. Yeah. If he's working on something that he has passion for, then that's good because that's the thing. The other thing with with the the Avengers is that Joss has actually been writing X Men comics and oh and, yeah, right. And, Mar- and he he's yeah. been he's been writing comics too. He knows comics. He's has a passion for that. So I think that if you know if J J Abrams really does have a passion. A genuine passion and gets what Star Wars is and why it's good, then maybe, you know, because poor George Lucas just got too caught up in his story. Like, I know that sounds so horrible, but um, when something, when, when you get something, it's in your head as an artist, and when it's a performance type thing, it sometimes if you see it, you really don't get why everyone else doesn't. Yeah. And so, well, I, th- I always thought the prequels. I don't know. Go ahead. I don't know that. Jo- I'm sorry. I don't know that George Lucas, when he watches the prequels, I don't think he sees the same movies that we do. He sees what it, what it is in his head, and then kind of on film. I I think that he doesn't see uh, he doesn't see it because it's in his head so vividly, you know. Yeah, sorry, and I think he had. I've always said about those. He kind of had himself painted into a corner. You know, he was trying really hard to make it all fit and work as best yeah. he could so that it, yeah. that's already constraining you and what kind of movies you can do you know what yeah. i mean i i've always felt the biggest thing that would have fixed those is that you should have started with with an older anakin and yeah. had, had him become yeah, darth vader in like movie two and then shown what that what that result was in in the third of those you know had it go on a little bit further than that you i know, think he was trying to pull off the harry potter formula where you start young and you build the audience from youth and you carry them through adulthood. I think that's what he was focused on, you know, recharging his base. And he said many times that he wanted to show that, you know, Anakin before he became Vader wasn't, he did, he wasn't born this evil little kid, you know, out there Mm -hmm. like killing womp rats, you know, squishing them or something. (laughs) I guess they're bigger than that. He probably couldn't squish them. He'd have to like run them over with his, with his pod racer. But, uh, anyway, so um, the uh, the other thing that I really wanted to hit on a little bit, and we, we could talk a little bit more about this others, but um, you've gone to some conventions, and obviously at conventions you run into um, a lot of fans. Your fans, you're there. Um, you know, you've gone and represented your your podcast. But I, how do you do? You think that the um, what do you think the average con goer? Uh, I keep saying the word con. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to call this the concast today. It's okay to call it. I that yeah, it's okay to call it a con. <laughs> but the uh do you uh, what what do you what do you think? I mean, just tell me a little bit or you know, for people that don't know perhaps the kind of conventions that you've gone to. I know you do some ren fairs and things like that and what's your uh, opinion of those of the people that you see there? Has it changed uh over the time that you've done it or or you know, however you want to phrase it. Well, I I don't know about Jen, but this is something we've talked about before where it's like we, you know, one of the things about Anomaly in general and why we, you know, one of the through lines of the show is just the fact that we kind of enjoy our, our place as fans in the middle, sort of. And when we go to cons or fair, 
that's when we really, really realize <laughs> what that means. And Ooh, I want to hear more about that because I, I, I have the same feeling many times too. And, and I think that <laughs> most of us that, and the people that have reacted to anomaly and, and, and a lot of our friends, you know, there are definitely things we can geek out about, but we're a lot better at, um, or some people that I've seen, you know, better at, at kind of hiding, not hiding it, because I don't really hide it, but just being able to sort of not be the kind of fan that would have fan rage, I guess. Not not be so specific and so mm-hmm. dedicated that it affects our emotional life. But enough to where we get a lot of enjoyment out of it. And the thing with cons for me, and this is something where maybe Jen and I differ, is uh, I feel like the opposite is also true. I feel very protective of everyone who is at least the same level of fan as me and more, the ones who just get really, really geeked out about stuff, because I feel protective of them against the people who kind of go to cons or go because it's kind of become popular. Like, you yeah. know, San Diego Con- Comic-Con has become like this big commercial thing. Oh, yeah. Now it's, Definitely. Now it's popular to have this. And now, and, and it's a it's double-edged cool, sword. It's, at all, it's what all the cool kids are doing these days, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it's a double-edged sword because now Jen and I can very easily go, you know, spend under $100 and get a good outfit for Star Trek, for a Star Trek cosplay. And we couldn't have done that you know, 10 years ago mm-hmm. because it, it, because it's more popular now. And there's a reason for, you know, it, it pays for someone to have that, uh, have that available. But, and again, it's a double-edged sword, but you know, I don't want every chick that thinks her legs are cute going around <laughs> in a, you know, in a 60s Star Trek uniform because she thinks she's hot or because she saw one episode and she thought Kirk was cute. And yeah, and who thinks Spock is a baby doctor or right. something and, like that. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I really, I want to encourage people to enjoy everything, but I also feel protected, protective of it. And I'm like, you know, sometimes I, I'm one of those fans. It's like, you know, J.J. Abrams, just don't make any more Star Trek movies. I'd rather just have my Star Trek and you just leave it alone. Nobody just don't mess with it anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I feel both sides of that. And at con is just this, there's some scary moments when people <laughs> that you talk to are just so, they, they just, they really have an opinion. And, and I yeah. want to encourage that because I, in some ways I'm a little jealous because I wish that I had the time and energy to devote to that much, you know, to get in, getting into it that much, you know, but, um, I also kind of feel happy that I'm, able to sort of walk the balance Jen (laughs) yeah no we do you're right Rika we do um we do con reports we visit cons we do videos those are the only videos we do of um is when we visit a Ren Fair or a convention and we've been to a steampunk con in Austin and Austin Comic Con and we're returning again this year hopefully with you (laughs) yes um, I think so yes last year we went um it was funny because we we get a fan booth so that we can really we're there not only to enjoy the con and to see the actors and meet them and whatever but we're also there to um because we're marketers (laughs) meet people and try to get them to listen to our show and last year we went in these 
nice shirts, these red shirts that we had embroidered with the Anomaly logo. We were very professional. We wanted to look, you know, professional. Yeah, and you looked like you were a news were, crew. No, no. Right? I mean that no, in a they, good way, yeah. No, they thought we were uh, drug reps. <laughs> well, they didn't we say that. But really? Know, oh, that's right, an interesting, no, yeah. There's sometimes people kind of thought we were selling something. Go to the and, go to the Austin so, Comic Con. Get free drugs from the drug yeah, reps. You know, uh, like prescription drugs. Yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. of course, of course. We're talking so prescription. We have, right, exactly. But we um, we decided to dial it back a bit and took some notes. And we're, so this year we're going more in uh, costumes. Angela dressed last year in a Wonder Woman outfit and as Bellatrix yes, from made, Harry Potter. You made Patrick and, Stewart very happy, I think. Oh, yeah, so. she did. You can uh, attest to that. I'm sure you saw the video and the picture. Yes, but he looked very he was happy. Very happy. Yeah. He did. And so this year we're going in our TOS dresses with beehives and the whole nine yards. And we have a crew, but uh, so we want we want to be a part of the crowd, not just looking out on looking it or out. whatever. Yeah. yeah, we want to be a part of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. we're, we we want we made a lot of. We we made we met some really cool people that were also fans yeah. and had communities and and they were really enjoying it and they were cool nice you know socially functional individuals and, and Angela's right we do get protective of them because it's really sucks to see news uh, reports on a convention from outsiders and they treat us like you know idiots or, yeah you know, well, look that, at that, these people who that, can't that, who can't like grasp reality and look yeah. at how they're dressing up and well, that's a good point that that's interesting that yeah it, I, the news still sort of treats us like second-class citizens you know in a, in a way and and even with all the money that that you know movies you know make off of us and books and television and everything they still think we're a bunch of you know whack jobs or something <laughs> like know. like and yeah. that's that may be why I fly lower under the radar than most nerds, <laughs> just because. Do you put on like glasses just, when you're putting on your, you know, putting your costume so they don't recognize you? You know, who right. was that? Yeah. I literally came out of the geek closet seven years ago when we did Anomaly, because I, I liked my, my non-geek status, and geeks were treated like crap, and I didn't want to be treated like crap, so. I still fly a little low under the radar, and that's why we call ourselves anomalies. Because people see us, and when we when they find out that we're nerds, they're shocked. So, but, but do, you, do you think though, Jen and Angela, both of you, do you think that it's different for women versus versus guys? Because you know it's been kind of a so. guy geek club, and when a woman is oh. like a geek, I, I don't know if it has. I don't think you get exactly. I don't know if it's good or bad, but I don't think you get the same sort of I can stigma talk to that. No, or no, I, I don't no. want to use the words. That's not probably not the best. Yeah. Because to men, it's more socially acceptable. To women, it's like, okay, why don't you like yeah, this? Right. You know, why aren't you dressing more like this? Or how come you're reading that? Why are you not you watching know? Dancing with the Stars? Come on. What is the matter right. with Turn off that exactly. TNG rerun and watch, you know, <laughs> watch American Idol with the rest of us. Yeah. So, but we can, but I think the cool thing is that I've always had more guy friends because of my interests. So, and, and I haven't really cared what women have thought, but at the same time, I don't like the ostrac, you know, being ostracized. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah. it's just kind of like keep it to myself a lot of times. Like what David likes to talk about what I do. Oh, my wife is a podcaster. I'm like, shh. 
<laughs> I don't want them to ask what I do because I don't really want to talk to them about it. And then it, they you know? say, well, what what do you podcast about? Knitting? Right, exactly. Sewing? Cooking? <laughs> uh, I talk I about... Think, you know. I really don't think it's that, uh, you know, I mean, I've always had a slightly different opinion about it, but I don't really think that it's that bad. I I don't know. I, I think well, as for long you, as... you've never had a problem with it. Well, that's true, but I, I, I don't know. I have never felt like anybody has like discriminated against me because of it. I yeah. feel more like the opposite. I feel more like it's, it's helped me find people that embrace who I am, and and yeah, and it's like a litmus. It's not about whether they like me. It's about whether I like them. Well, it's also, and, yeah. Go ahead. You know, I would rather. You know, I I would just rather be in a situation where. I, you know, and and I think too that that it just when you have different interests or whatever, it just gives you as a person more depth and more interests, and and uh, it's okay to be passionate about things. And I think sometimes when people get nervous about that kind of stuff, if they feel like you're not supposed to be passionate about something, it's because they're jealous. They wish they were as passionate about something as you are, and you know. There's people who we, we've talked about this report before, where it's like you know people like sports and they they paint their faces and go tailgating and and get yeah. real crazy about their sports teams, you know. But it's weird for uh, you know it's weird for us to dress up and go to con. I mean, I think that's kind of a a double standard, and I think that people are slowly starting to realize that it's all just about passion and about us you know doing what we want to do and. If we're happy doing it, then most people don't really care. And I and I think the, I think what it is is you have to be sort of secure in that sort of feeling of what you like. This is what I like. If you don't yeah. like it, that's fine. And I think there's a lot of like, I think it's become a little bit. It, it it's like you said earlier, Angela, about being a double edged sword. I mean, in a way, it's a good thing because it's become a little bit. I, I would still say there's this sort of. Uh, uh, you know, something attached to it, whether it's bad or good, it's it. We're still considered in a way slightly outsiders at sometimes, and and that of what we like. But you know, it's everywhere. It's so much everywhere on TV and movies and books and everything that mm-hmm. that it, it's very hard for people to deny that there's a huge. It can't just be all of us geeks. You know, the the classic of. You know all these guys living in their parents' basements still that are <laughs> that are funding all of this. It can't really be that. Like I was just out to lunch with one of the guys where I work now uh, earlier this past week, and I don't see him real often in this office that I'm at. There are some salespeople that come in and out, and they're occasionally there. But anyway, we started just chatting at lunch, and it turns out that he watches like The Walking Dead. He watches Dexter. He watches stuff like you know things that I enjoy and. I, you know, it's not like he had like a tattoo that said, you know, I'm a geek, are you? And and on his arm or something, you know, but I, I think I just keep running into people that I, I seem to hit it off with, people that I like, and then I find out, oh, you like that too. And and what it, it seems to coincide with, if I like them almost prior to finding out these other things, then it, it clicks like, like one of the, a good friend I had at the last job that I was at, it turns out, you know, he reads a lot of sci-fi and fantasy and and some books that I've read, like Wheel of Time and stuff, and and now it makes sense to me why we got along so well because you know we like some similar things, and that's nice to hear, yeah. you know. 
Right. Well, but but that could be true of anything. I mean, just sure. like I said oh, about sure. the sports yeah. thing is that like, you know, my brother's an Aggie, which was a very big sad day for them today. And uh, they, you know, you find somebody else who's a sports fan or who's a football fan or a college football fan, and you immediately have something to talk about with those with that person if that's something that you like as well. And yeah. so I think that the thing with the cool thing about nerdy stuff is that we it's such a broad category that you know instantly it, it's it's kind of weird how there's a few shows where it's like oh maybe somebody really likes Star Wars but it's just that Star Wars and Star Trek and some of those other things that are nerdy are just like and you know they're they're like gateway drugs to all of the other nerdy stuff and so mm-hmm. you yeah. pretty much know when you start talking to someone you know and that and lo- as long as we've all kind of known each other have been talking you know, there's going to be a few things that you've heard of that I haven't and I haven't that you have or whatever. But in the end, we all sort of gravitate towards the same things. And so there's going to be that mutual understanding. And you know, if you like the same sort of things, that you kind of have the same, you know, feeling about life in general. And so you can go ahead and you know, it's easier. <laughs> well, that that brings me to a question then. I, I, maybe you guys have said this at some other time, but uh, I want to find out when you met, when you first each met each other, what, at what point did you know that you were each liking these kinds of things? Did that come out early or was it later? Or uh, tell me how that it was, came it down. Was pretty, it was pretty early and it's yeah. because I embarrassed Jen. Go ahead, Jen. <laughs> Uh, you tell the story better. Go ahead. <laughs> well, Jen came to work in my office uh, in where I was working, um, and she had a little cubicle at the time. And I just remember, you know, I just met her and whatever. And then I remember seeing you were her. like, "Hey, do you want to go to the mall and hang out?" Not <laughs> not exactly, because we all kind of kept to ourselves at that point. Like we all ate at our desks, and there wasn't it, the department was really small at that time. Now there's too many of us. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and I went out, and I think I saw her come in, or during lunch, I went to talk to her about something, like ask her a question, and she was reading Two Towers. And I'm like, and Lord of the Rings, I mean, that's no joke. Reading That's hardcore. Reading Lord of the Rings <laughs> is no joke. And so I was like, oh. And she was so embarrassed that I noticed it, or she was trying to hide it. <laughs> And I was all like, of a sudden, oh, she's all red in the face, and she's and like, then, "No, no, yeah. this is uh, somebody left this book here. Whoever worked here before." <laughs> and, yeah. and so then I was like, "Well, I, uh, I really like, have you seen the movies? And I think the movie either either Lord of the Rings or Two Towers. I think that, yeah, I think that um, Two Towers had just come out that year because it was like 2005, or no, it was about to be Return of the King. And so we started talking about it, and then you know, it's one of those things where." You know, if you like this, we'll do like Star. If you like this, do you like Star Wars? Do you like Star Trek? And then, then we just start talking about all the things that we liked. And I think she was shocked. Well, go ahead, Jen. Your yeah, reaction. I was. I was surprised that that you liked those things too. Was and, was Angela then Jen? Was she like the first female like geek fan yeah, that you'd ever run into? Sadly, oh. well, no, okay. in high school. I knew people who were nerds and, but um, this is going to sound weird. This is going to sound bad, but ah, I was say like, it, say it. <laughs> I was like senior class favorite. I was like, um, popular by association <laughs> because I was friends with people who were popular. So I didn't know a lot of nerds. 
And the ones I did know, I was always nice to, and they just look like nerds. Angela does not look like a nerd, you know? And so I didn't know she was, and I didn't know she would like those kind you know, because there's always those stereotypes that comes along with sure. it. Sure, yeah. And, Did she have glasses I with tape still, stick right, together, exactly, you know? Things, and, you know, braces and... Yeah, <laughs> headgear, you know, and, and like, you know, wear, wearing some, like, you know, like that classic, oh, it's terrible, that story of that woman oh, who yeah. wore the Star Trek uniform to, to court... Or whatever. People uh, give us bad names. Yeah, it's like you know, you really need to leave the uniform in the closet when you have jury duty. Okay, yeah. I know you like it, but there's Halloween, there's conventions, there's a, a place and a time, people. There's a place yeah. and a time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Angela has a good story about a a, a woman on um, the bus that she was taking to the college campus when she was was in college. And... Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure she <laughs> thought she was actually dating Sam. From I'm Leap. <laughs> what? Oh, wait a minute. I know that sounds weird, but I she really was in do. Love. She was like in love with Sam from Quantum Leap, and she would like randomly think that certain people were actually Sam. Oh, because he could leap into other bodies of I think like. I'm kidding. I'm not. Oh, at all. my goodness. <laughs> wow. Okay. Did you ever pretend you were Sam? I did not. Oh, because you could have really had fun with that. I, I you know. <laughs> And you're, and you're, you know, an actor and stuff. So, I, I mean, just you could just... Know, I just know this, and I have said, no idea why I know it. Oh, boy. But... Where's Ziggy? Oh, I'm sorry. Did, did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> but I never made an effort, and I think we talked about this on the, our very first episode. I never really made an effort to, to quell it for me, because since I was a theater nerd, um, and there are a lot of theater nerds who are not nerd nerds, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, sure. There, there's people mm-hmm. who do theater who are just regular people, but there's something about being a theater nerd that also kind of you because you have to be out there because you have to embrace it so much in front of people. There's no way to hide being a theater nerd. So mm-hmm. I really didn't need to hide any of my other nerdy stuff, too. The other funny thing, though, is that this is kind of funny story about I dated my husband when I was in college and then we didn't see each other for a few years and we uh got together 10 years ago and when we dated in college it was when all of the remakes of the star wars movies came out in in 97 okay uh, 96 97 and we went to those and i you know like on dates and then when we got together again um before we got married he was like i had no idea that you actually liked star wars i thought you were just going Uh aha because i wanted to go and i didn't do it on purpose though I don't know. You were you were it, like, who, who's this little green guy? You're like, who's this? Who's the guy in black? I did not. And, <laughs> I did not. I did not. No, and I think well, but it was real popular. Like it, it was a thing. You know, remember how hyped up it was? Well, Star Wars and has so, been. And Star Wars has a little more. Yeah. Star Wars seems to get into the cultural uh, consciousness a little more than some than some of the other nerdy things. I think the thing with Star Wars that makes it nerdy is if you really know it, if you really have it, if you there there's like a level because I think a lot of people not everyone, but I think that there's people who are not nerds who are familiar with Star Wars. Not just not just that they've seen it, but they, you know, Oh, sure. And there are people that just go to the movies. I used to work with a guy that just said, you know, he knew I liked this stuff pretty pretty hardcore to a degree i guess you could say but mm. but he would just say yeah i just go to the movies i like the movies and i go to the movies and you know he, he, but that's it yeah. you know yeah 
Yeah. yeah. That was the extent of it. It's, it's not like he had, you know, a Yoda pillow on his bed at home. Not that I have that. Uh-uh. So We have we, we have a Yoda pillow, but it's oh, a rebel. Oh, yeah. She has so a rebel co- pillow, too. He's got so oh, cozy ears. I do have ears, a rebel pillow. You know? <laughs> I have a rebel pillow that's my, that's on my, uh, it's a throw. And don't you li- have some propaganda posters, too, for the Rebel Legion? No, we have, do we have a Rebel Legion? No, it's a... Uh, I have a poster calling for mechanics for a Battlestar Galactica. Oh, that's right. And then I have, uh, yeah, and then we have a Serenity poster we haven't put up. And then we have a Star Wars poster, of course. And, and some uh, astronomy star charts and stuff like but that. We, but, but the thing is, is that I don't just have a bunch of nerdy stuff tacked up in my house like a college kid. We frame them and they look nice and it looks like an adult house. It just has cool stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah, the lightsaber stays in the closet, you know. But that's oh uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I've seen some of those. You know, your kids. Yeah, I, I I heard Jen. You know, is having to hide her 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 communicator for her TOS outfit yes. from her son. So you know, yeah. hey, they're cool. He knows what cool is. That's that's all there is to it. So. Uh... Hi, this is Chris, and this is Rick, and we're the hosts of the Ragtag fugitive podcast we're celebrating the original battlestar galactica series and we're doing that by uh watching an episode in total and commenting on it as it runs and you know what's really fun about it is we're attempting to bring guest hosts in with us so that we can talk kind of like that mystery science theater kind of thing and we sometimes we make a little fun of the episode and sometimes we talk about how cool it is so you just never know what you're going to get when you listen yes so come and join us we're on itunes you can find us by searching for ragtag fugitive podcast and we're on the stitcher radio network you also can visit our cool website and make comments and have fun looking around in the officer's lounge and all that jazz by going to ragtag fugitive podcast You have our word as a warrior. Word as a warrior? Plank down your cubits and come on over. And let's play a game of Pyramid. The Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. By your command. Do you find that the... uh, When you go to these Ren Fairs too, what's the... Can you kind of say a little bit about that (laughs) and what is the... Is, is is it a, a much different kind of group and yes. crowd? Cause, yeah, definitely. Because my little bit of, you know, I've gone to some Ren Fairs in Michigan, and, and I, I haven't really, I don't think I remember ever really dressing up in any of them, but my, and I've gone to obviously a lot of sci-fi conventions and comic conventions and so forth, and some of those Ren Fair people, boy, they're, they're intense. They they don't break character. <laughs> they're like, no. And that is exactly what I was going to say, is that I think that with the Comic-Con crowd there's a little more winking there's a little more like okay Uh yeah i am dressed completely in this outfit please take my picture and maybe they'll say like a line to you that's iconic but then when you start talking to them they'll be like themselves like for the most part the the character doesn't yeah 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 they're throwing a wink to you while they're in their full awesome garb that they spent a bunch of time and money on Mm -hmm. yeah the rent fest crowd on the other hand they are and and, and this is you know it there's a general spectrum, obviously sure. yeah but i think you get more into this where when they and i feel like this to an extent too is like the reason you go out there is there's no winking you go in you are in it in the moment and you want to like live it you want that full immersion Mm-hmm. of yourself being a certain character in a certain costume and that you were in that world and you want that full immersion that entire time you're there. 
and yes, it's a little it more breaks, role play. Yeah, and, it go, and yeah, yeah, there's like more role play. It's like you're actually like rolling a character into a world. Um, and again, yeah, it runs the gamut, and sure, and uh, yeah, and and there's some more than others, but I think there's more of that like willingness to want that real out of self experience um, when you go to fair, and and especially like where we go um, because we have to camp because there's no place to stay really and be close enough to fair. Um, it you're not just there for like eight hours or you know you you get there on friday and you're there until saturday sunday afternoon you mm-hmm. know and it's right. and it's a full experience and you're there you're in it the whole time you never you're, it's a commitment in it. yeah you're you living sleep, it yeah like yeah. and even though we sleep outside of the in on campgrounds you know it's the fair campground so it's when you're there it's 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 this full immersion so yeah it's a commitment because we usually go in the late fall early winter so you don't have winter you, in texas i'm sorry i'm, I'm oh, gonna have to i'm gonna no, have to, no, I'm gonna have really to correct you on that you don't I really guess I when you're sleeping him. in 30 20 degrees 30 degrees it's that's not, not winter. it's never been 30 yeah. it's never been 30 <laughs> it has it's frozen but anyway you so yeah well, you you definitely right, live first. live the situation i mean when i've gone to them here it's just been you know you you drive out a ways you go to it you hop in your car and you go home at the end of it I, at least for me i think some other people make a little bit more of a oh you know rp type time of it or whatever yeah but but, um, but yeah the um but you've been going to those it seems to me if i remember correctly quite a, quite a long tenth, time right this will yeah. be my 10th year with yeah. the group we've been going yeah. with and then jen's eighth yeah yeah. So that so, that's yeah. been a little bit more of a thing than the uh, yes. than the more recent norm. Yeah, I, I was going to say word normal. That's silly to say at this point. The 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 more uh, you know regular conventions in a big place. You know, a convention hall and hotels and all that right. good yeah. stuff. So yeah, yeah. It, it's quite a bit. Um, what did you it find um, uh, about? Um, it, when you started to go to the Ren Fairs, was it the the, the role playing part of it that, that w- was something that appealed to you? The costuming? I mean, was it just what what uh, kind of? I mean, did you do that at first, or was that did that sort of come later? Do you want me oh, to speak first? Oh, you go ahead. You go ahead. Um, I think Angela and I can both say this that it's a costuming. I think um, it's also for me. It was the immersion. The we go to the Texas Renaissance Festival, which is one of the largest in the in the world, and it's um, completely themed. The entire grounds are themed, and it's really gigantic. And mm-hmm. it, people go there. The vast majority of people are in costume, and it's it's just I don't know. It's impossible for you to go there and not have fun. And really, for me, it's. I love putting the costumes together, you know, and I'm not a, I'm not a seamstress. So I either, either rely on Angela to help me with that, or I, I purchase certain items and blend them together and come up with this really cool costume. And we, and it's apparently fun enough for our non-nerd husband, my non-nerd husband to also dress in costume Uh and have fun. So, um, that for me was was a draw was the cost. But you can't get a uniform on him. You can't get a, a Starfleet uniform on no, him. No, he's though, like you know? hex no. <laughs> he's not doing that. He doesn't even like con. He doesn't even want to go to convention. So I oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I well I was just gonna say about fair that some of it also has to do with 
just our group of friends hanging out together because yeah i you know i have we have friends uh, like that go you know they'll they have a group of friends they all go camping with or go to the coast with or something and that's kind of what we do we once a year we hang out with the same group of people that we don't always get to see and it just so happens we go to fair too and so that's kind of part of it as well is that it's a kind of normal thing that we do that just has a slightly nerdy theme to it because people go camping around here all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but just yeah. because we do it at fair that has, that adds that little different twist, which I like, you know, so we get to do something very, and really that's the thing. That's what I like about fair. I mean, yeah, the costumes are awesome. And I do like some of the immersion, which we did. I did a lot more when I was younger and Stephanie and I just went by ourselves um, I like the emergent aspect, but I think that now the biggest thing is just hanging out with our friends and yeah. seeing all the silly people and and just enjoying the atmosphere and having a vacation, you know, being away from mm-hmm. normal life for a while. It's a nerdcation. And just, <laughs> just as a note, we we don't role play. So we're we're not LARPers or role players to that extent, but there are people in our group who have done that and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with it, but we just, we haven't tried. I don't it. have the energy for that kind of thing. No. No. And I can't talk that way for like that long. I can't, can't, I can't talk like, no. you know, the, the, you know, back in and the, the apple dumplings, another good reason. Oh yes. The apple dumplings and beer. <laughs> apple dumplings yeah. And, beer. and I think that's <laughs> about of champions. the, uh, I think that's, you know, another nice thing and a fun thing about, going to the other kind of conventions and in, in comic cons and sci-fi cons too is that you know you get to see people meet with people that like things that you do maybe go with them you guys had mm-hmm. a table with some other people from anomaly there i don't know are they going to yep. go this year too are they uh um just it was it's just casey she's the only just casey? other one oh, she's okay. from texas too she lives right. in austin right sue lives on in uh new york she lives in brooklyn so and it's harder for her to I thought there was someone else besides Casey there. Maybe it's just somebody that was popping up in pictures. Oh, yeah, Jen. She's a friend of ours. Oh, okay. She she helped us man booths. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jen Mm -hmm. and Stephanie, um, they're our best And my husband. He also manned the booth. (laughs) And and other Jen's husband. And your husband, Angela, is a bit more into these things in that than than Jen. uh, He is. He's read EU. Oh, yep. <laughs> that that she needs to be a bumper sticker. My husband is like for real. He's for I real. read and, you, and he read all of the uh, all Real-time. of the Wheel of Time and told me about them, so I didn't have to read them. I read half of them. That's true <laughs> love, there. But, you know, when Jim, they when when they'll they'll read you know the these massive them. books that just go on and on and tell you about them. That's yeah. That that's meaning. That's uh. That's yeah, good. he doesn't. And actually, Jim's thing right now, uh, or recently, is he really likes Stargate, which I'm trying to kind of re. I'm thinking about starting from the beginning on that. The because... first series, the first one he's watching yeah. right now. Well, SG1 he watched. Or... He has watched all of SG One and all of Atlantis. Ah, he's watched yeah. both. Those are great and, shows. Yeah, and likes different ones, but he's like a really big fan of Teal'c. So we'll have to come into a Teal'c episode. Ah, Daniel Jackson. Cause... Yeah. 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 So it's it's and it's cool, you know, the episodes that I've seen because of course he watches them, you know, when I'm here, obviously. And so the ones that I have kind of sat down and watched, I've very yeah, much. It's enjoyed. a great show. It's fun. Richard Dean Anderson has that right kind of attitude. I always oh like, he does, you know, doesn't like, he? Yeah, he's just he just so kind of you know messes with authority and just you know just humor and all that. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. That's that's great. The um, yeah, it's a good show. 
it's well written. So yeah, so my husband is definitely, <laughs> and I think we're gonna be uh, Daniel and Bala for one of the days of Comic Con this year. Oh, at the oh at the Austin at in, in November. Austin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. You get you guys go. You know, you're you're like m- this multiple costume wear thing. You know, oh like, yeah. You know, you're jumping in the serious. foam booth, and you're like, you know, not just like, oh, okay, here's my outfit for Comic Con. No, here's my outfit for the morning on Friday, <laughs> yes. and the then after lunch, <laughs> I'm gonna slip into my Vala outfit. It, and then later around dinner, you know, it's like what the? I, I'm I'm impressed. I I've only ever done you know one costume is plenty for me for usually you know. We've also things. done like you know we've been doing this for several years, so I have a little bit of a tr- of a a bench, you know, like I have a. a oh lot yeah, of you've got okay. So. Let's see, we can just put a scarf yeah. with that mm-hmm. and a different pair of boots, and bang, yeah. we're there. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like one day at Austin Comic Con, we're doing the original series in um, the women's officers uniforms. And then one day we're doing Jedi smugglers and Sith. And some of us have even purchased, you know, lightsabers from ultra sabers well, i mean we're getting into it yeah we're gonna have then, to uh email or talk off offline i'm gonna have to get your 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 schedule of events so we can coordinate because <laughs> I, I definitely yeah. cool and then angela is doing obviously the stargate thing so yeah we're yeah. serious yeah I, I yeah i can see that or hear that that's great well the um one other thing that i wanted to just slightly bring up or whatever is there the do you think that the you know we're in this age of the internet and all and do you think this is just sort of magnified this whole thing that i kind of that we've been talking about for like the last hour i mean i I just feel like a lot of this stuff before there was Facebook, Twitter, so forth, where everyone could just run home from after seeing a movie and just, you know, nerd rage out or nerd love out or whatever, whichever way they wanted to go. The, um, I, I think it's, it's also another double-edged sword. I, I mean, is it, is it, do you think it's hurting or helping more? Which, which way? Or yes. What I, think do you, what, I think it's yes. hurting more. <laughs> yeah. In my yes. opinion, it's hurting more because I think, if I had only seen the movie and never heard anybody else's opinion and mm-hmm. considered their opinions online, then I probably would have just been, ha- you know, oh, it was a fun movie and then gone home. But then to consider what Felicia Day said, you know, about mm-hmm. Uhura and the other women, how they were treated, I was like, you know, she has a point. And then to hear what other women thought, it kind of it kind of it, it trickles down or seeps and then, then you start thinking about it more and you, you put a little more thought in it probably than it deserves. And <laughs> then you kind of yeah. build up to, to, to that uh, level of emotion that can be unhealthy sometimes. <laughs> I so, disagree. I think it's, of I think it's better. I think it's better because yes, the anonymity of the internet, it doesn't just ruin geeky stuff. It ruins life. The, the fact that sure. Can well, just, there are a just, lot of you know just, cases of people and getting. Not, yeah, it's not just about art. It's politics. It's it's uh, how you look, how you feel, how you dress, what you think, how old you are. It everything gets screwed up by the internet. It makes you feel worse. But I think the opposite um, is really true about being a nerd. Is that right now, if I feel like I want to learn the entire backstory of Galadriel, guess what I have to do? Click. Yeah. Click. If I just decide I want to learn that. And if I wanted to do that uh, 10, 15 years ago, 
I would have had to do a lot Just more Just get work. Jim to read it for you. Then. I would have had to get Jim to read it for me and then tell me about it. And that would have taken longer. Jim, go so, read all these that's books. That's true when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I'm when just it comes talking to that about the and nerd like, rage. Fuel yeah. nerd rage. I think that's also, what I was referring to. If it wasn't for the internet, we all wouldn't know each other. We oh, yeah. No, there's there, there's there's great, there's great stuff so, about it. And I think it just... One thing that I always try to tell everybody, and, and you both had this with, with Star Trek Into Darkness situation, the, the and 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 Jen said quite a bit there of you know how when she read what Felicia Day wrote and and, and other opinions and stuff, it started to she started to think about it in maybe a different way. But I always say at least go and and see whatever this is and and kind of get your own viewpoint. Don't read a whole pile of stuff. Or listen and to a whole, yeah, because I, I just think people get their opinions get a little bit swayed. They're, you know, it's basically like Obi Wan Kenobi, like going, "No, these are not the droids you are looking for." You know what I mean? It's like, "No, yeah. this is not the movie." Look at her in her underwear there. This is terrible. Don't go see this movie. I mean, it's like, go make up your own mind a little bit. Try to see it at some place, hopefully early on, before you get too many other opinions. And then, yeah, sure, l- listen to other people. You're try to keep an open mind always but I, I i see what bugs me sometimes is people i feel get their decisions made about what they want to like or not like or what they want to see and they just pile on you know they just go oh that's terrible like the whole vote at the convention about the movie i think there was a lot of piling on there i i, I think somebody just basically got going went around to people and a lot of people stirred some things up and said hey vote this way we, we don't want to see more movies like this so vote it down but I just think that there's, I think there's just some people who need to sort of stand on their own two feet and, and make up their own mind about it. And, and yeah, you it's know, okay to have your yeah. own opinion. <laughs> yeah, and, and and you don't have to completely love something or hate no. something. Sometimes it, it seems some people can't take any tiny, tiny, tiny bit of criticism over something. Oh well, you obviously aren't a Star Trek fan because you didn't like this movie. You know, or you're you're not you know you're not a true geek or nerd or whatever. Turn in your geek card because of what you said about this. And I'm like, no, no, it's just we're we want it to be as good as it can be. And and the, I didn't really care for this part, but maybe I liked all these other parts or whatever. So let me ask you, Rika, though, uh, well, how would you would have ordered that? Because I'm not in complete disagreement. I mean, I think the the first Star Trek movie. Uh, Star Trek the motion picture was probably you know started that it wasn't the greatest movie mm-hmm. but I, these new movies are not my favorite and they're not going to rank very high for me but I wouldn't put them at the bottom so how would you rank them because I'm not in uh, the, the I just posted on the on Facebook on our group there on the Trex group that I, I'm not I have a hard time with with putting things in order or lists it, mm-hmm. To me, it becomes like, oh, which of your children do you like more? I mean, that's a, that's a little bit extreme, but I have a hard time with. I, I can say which ones I like more, or what things I liked about them, and what things I didn't like about them. I would put I would put both of JJ's movies it, it, it probably in the middle somewhere. You know, I, I I think there are some weak movies in both the original series yeah. crew, and I think there are a couple of weak movies in the TNG crews film so you know i mean it's like i you know they'd be in there in the in the middle uh, somewhere but uh but they're you know it's to, to to say something is the absolute worst or something is is kind of hard for me to do I, I i wouldn't even put one of the you know the some of the you know clunkers of what people always point to like star trek 5 or even the first movie as 
I, I there are still a lot of things. You know, I'm a big TOS fan, so it, those those movies kind of hold a kind of they get a little bump for me just because of the original cast mm-hmm. being in them. So that that's yeah. that's sort of like I, I like Chinese food a lot. So if we, even if we go to a, a not so great Chinese place, it's going to be better than going to an Indian food place because I don't really care for Indian food very much. I'll eat it, but it's not my favorite. But you know what I mean, kind of. So yeah. So yeah, I mean, I put them in the middle, I guess. I think. Uh, I don't know. My favorites, my favorite by far is First Contact, and not not everybody likes that one, but I I really liked it. And of I think course, a lot Rath of people. Of I, I think a lot of people like that one. I mean, I I well, I, I, I mean, think in that's our a, group, in our yeah. group, people don't like the darkness, you know, so oh, much with yeah. the you know the Borg are destroying the world again, and, mm-hmm. and so. But I still like the camaraderie and and the message behind it and, mm-hmm. and Picard's um, struggles and 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 all that and yeah. um and and Wrath of Khan of course is really well done and um, I I know this is not a popular opinion but I really liked in um, uh, the Voyage Home and in Search of Spock. Well, Those the Voyage are, Home was a very popular movie. I mean, it, it, that that was one of the some people rank yeah. it really low though because they don't like the Save the Whales th- message and. <laughs> But it you made know, all the, it, it the actually, comedy relief and all that stuff is not very popular. That was one so of actually the best that. grossing because of the sort of mass appeal that it had. But you're right, amongst like you the know nerds. the nerds, yeah. the geek, the nerd <laughs> rages or the nerd loves, and you know, yeah, they're kind of they're kind yeah. of hard on that. Because and then I would say Insurrection yeah. and Nemesis are not my favorites at all. But I would say the new movies are maybe mixed in with those for me. Mm-hmm somewhere how about you angela i guess then while we're on this uh i feel pretty much the same way as jen on that i like first contact yeah the best but that's just that's just because that's what i like (laughs) and wrath of khan i really like so and i i would put the movie these movies somewhere in the middle because the motionless picture isn't named that (laughs) i mean it's just it's it's just a really terrible movie i mean come on (laughs) you there's a point at which you have to be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but Voyager just left the solar system, right? The uh, the spacecraft. So, you know, in another couple yes. hundred years. So. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... Yeah. Um, it, are there, um, I, I know, I think Jen said on your email that there's not a lot of current TV that she watches, you know, but that's another... We don't have to talk too long about that at all. Or, or, but is there anything either of you watch on, the, in the, on television in, in this sort of range there... There's only a few. I mean, I know you've done some uh, anomalies on uh, Big Bang Theory. I don't know if you watch it regularly. I do. Well, I yeah, I don't really watch anything nerdy regularly. I watch uh-huh. like regular per people TV. I, I'm watching New Girl, and um, which is ac- actually kind of after I started watching it, I realized that it's basically the opposite of the Big Bang Theory because you have this kind of nerdy chick with these three yeah, normal guys. Yeah, it's a fun guys. show. I wa- I watch that one too. I like and that. Yeah. And uh, and that's but that's kind of the premise. It's like the opposite of Big Bang Theory because it's all these macho normal dudes, and then her being kind of a little nerdy. Uh-huh. And uh, I like that. And uh, I like to watch like police procedurals and stuff. Bones is so funny and good, and um, also uh, Perception is. If anybody hasn't, if y'all haven't watched that, it's really interesting. It's about a uh, professor who has who is schizophrenic and he's solving crimes. Yeah. It's, it's with the guy from Will, like, and, Will and Grace the is guy on from there. Will and Grace. Yeah. And it's really, I like the way that it's written. It's a very interesting 
Um, I like that kind of stuff where they saw or they do the crime, crime solving, you know, because of because they have really they're really good at noticing things or um, stuff like psych or monk and stuff like that. I like that kind of not the Anything one. Anything for you, just, Jen? Or uh... I read more than I watch current TV. So yeah. I've I've read recently read The Historian, which is a vampire book about Dracula, um, a different spin on Vlad the Vamp- the Impaler. Well, there's Which a lot I of highly... vampire stuff on, you know, these days, both TV, movies, you know, yeah, everywhere. I'm not a fan of those TV no. shows. I think yeah. because they're too pretty. I don't, I don't like all the glam Don't you know that all people. vampires are pretty? Don't you know well, that? Oh, they are, I mean, but yeah. not that pretty. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then um, I also read a book by uh, Connie Willis called um, The Bell, uh, Bellwether, which was really good. It's like... if. If you're a nerd chick listening to this show and you like a little romantic comedy, it's a nerd romantic comedy that you would enjoy. It's really good. Do you? And, yeah, and go then I also, um, I'm rereading um, Neil Gaiman's The Graveyard Book, which we're going to review on Anomaly soon, um, Sue and Casey and I. And that's a really good story, especially around this Halloween time. I highly recommend it. And then, of course, I saw um, in the movie theater on my birthday, I saw The World's End with Simon Pegg. <laughs> oh, awesome. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. awesome. Loved yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's it, certainly it, an, a nerdy kind of thing, I think. Yeah, I Dave say. and I were, were one of maybe six people in the entire movie theater because we saw it on a Wednesday, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I, we were the only ones laughing our butts off. The other people were probably um, 65. <laughs> Wow, and, uh, and they would go see that movie. Huh? And they looked like they wanted their money back oh, when they boy. left the theater. So, hey, I know what but, I was going to ask about uh, the Big Bang Theory, and I know you did um, uh, a show on on one of the episodes at least. Do you feel that because this is the last, and then we'll kind of wrap things up. That did the? Do you think that that show tends to? Do you think it's good for geeks nerds, or do you think it's sort of bad for geeks nerds? Because sometimes people have said, and I think they've got some kind of a case in a way that it, it kind of portrays the stereotype to a degree especially with like Sheldon who's not very social socially functional of really I mean uh, what do you think do you think the show I mean it, it's a funny show I watched I enjoy it uh, and I don't I've never really had a problem with any of that but what what, what do you think about I, I see the point but I think this is one of those situations where I mean, intellectually, I guess I kind of agree with that. Just relax and but enjoy. at the same time, I think that this is one of those situations where it's like, it's a funny, fun show, and yeah. we get to see collectibles every once in a while, and come on. I mean, and if anybody hasn't seen the episode where the girls uh, argue about Thor's oh, yeah. hammer, that's pretty, <laughs> heli- that's pretty oh, hilarious. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Is that the one we reviewed? Yeah. It's okay. the, the Bakersville Expedition. So that, we that's reviewed some that good. One. That's some good uh, writing there. And so, yeah, are there a few things that are, you know, over the top? And does it kind of make fun of us? Sure, in some ways it does. But I think people need to lighten up. I think it's Me a, too. I think it's yeah, that's the theme of this the, the, the of this podcast. Lighten up, people. <laughs> it's really okay. It's it's really all right. They're just, you yeah. know, enjoy it for what it is and, and, and just relax. And I really, you know. I really like some of the actors. Like, I've always liked the guy who plays Leonard. Mm-hmm. I've always liked him, and mm-hmm. I've always liked Mayim Bialik, and um, yeah, people. Oh, they have a great. Do they have a great ensemble on there now? I mean, it's. Oh, it's, they you do. Know, I mean, it's, it's a, just... it is, and even Kaylee Cuoco is is cute. You know, she's it's cute. It's a cute, good show. I think people should lighten up and like it. 
Yeah, there, there's just, uh, I think that people get a little too, maybe it's the era we live in or the times, but they get a little too serious, a little too intense about stuff. Yeah. You know, this is, uh, you know, if you don't like that Star Trek movie, there'll be another one in a few years. So don't, <laughs> don't worry about it, you know, so much. It's okay, really. There's other bigger bigger problems in the world, so it, <laughs> it, it, it really, it's going to be okay. It's going to be, yes, you know, it it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It'll be back on TV eventually. And we can all pick those episodes apart, and uh, yes, you know, it's. Um, I think that's one of the other things people keep tossing around. It's like I don't want more of these silly, you know, JJ and whoever movies. I want it back on TV, and they really need to realize that the two are mutually exclusive. Basically, that those mm-hmm. two they're they're owned by different companies. Paramount does the movie, CBS does TV, has the ownership mm-hmm. for the TV version, and. They do not, it does not matter which way it goes. And for, mm-hmm. for now, at least, they have no, you know, they don't want to do a TV yeah. show. So, you know, that's the way it is. But um, anything else? Final thoughts or, or anything? I think that was mine. Just kind of lighten up and like what you like. <laughs> yeah. And and just listen to good podcasts, you know, that'll that'll <laughs> that'll tell you that and, and, and clue you in on good books and movies and TV and everything in between and, and conventions and go to a convention because they're fun. If you've never mm. that's the thing that freaks me out still a little bit is 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 how many people who are really who really like this stuff a lot i I, and i don't mean just just as a casual like i go to a star wars movie but and then they've never gone to a convention you really need to go they're all over the place these days you really oh yeah uh, oh yeah i mean you know go see what it's all about we won't bite really no (laughs) no Uh, yeah, because okay. it, it, it's an experience. You really, you really, and I wouldn't recommend to start with one of the monster ones. You know, there no, are a lot of little, small one. there are a lot of smaller ones. Just keep an eye, you know, you, you know, the great thing, like Angela's saying, I mean, you can just go online to find all this stuff out. Uh, Creation does a lot of Star Trek conventions. Just, just search for comic cons in your area. Just put in your state. There's a lot of state comic cons almost, you know, at least in the United States. I can't speak too much for that much outside but i know there are other ones in other countries and europe has quite a few and in asia even but uh but in the u.s i I think just about every state's got at least one annual comic convention or or more these days so Mm -hmm. all right well i i I just want to say thanks i think this was a lot of fun i i I appreciate it and uh i think uh you know it was I just, you know, I get it kind of wears me out. Sometimes I just want to say, you know, I'm just going to start watching football and forget all this ner- nerdy <laughs> stuff because, because it's like, oh, you guys, you're exhausting me about your like, oh, this, this, you know, it's like, it's like watching a tennis match that never ends. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, this movie's not good. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Duck season, rabbit season, ducks. You know, it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> whatever. Well, That's thanks. Funny reference. <laughs> Thanks very much, Jen and Angela. And I, I highly, highly recommend if anyone's listening to um, Treks and Sci-Fi right now that you check uh, Jen and Angela's show out at anomalypodcast.com. Is that correct? Yep. Thank you. Yeah, Thank no, you. No, no problem. And uh, and if all goes well, I will see you in, in Texas oh, in, I hope in, so. in November. That would be awesome. I, I am putting my plans together. We'll talk more uh, uh, emails and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, you know, I, I, I have a slightly uh, – I have found in the last few years going to conventions just here, it, it just kind of like, eh, kind of boring and dull. I want to go somewhere where people will costume, people that I know and people oh, will have yeah. fun. And 
I, I just, I, 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 it's not as much fun as it used to be. There used to be some people around here that I would be able to go with, but that's sort of dwindled away and they've, now they're all here in Yon. So it's kind of like, okay, I, I know why these aren't that much fun f- for me anymore because I'm just another face <laughs> in the crowd or whatever. So, uh, all right. Well, thank you too. And I appreciate it. And, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. All right. Thank you. Rico. It was fun. Thank Bye, you. everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Transfer of data is complete. Well, that wraps up today's uh, special podcast with the ladies from Anomaly. For Jen and Angela, I just want to uh, say a big thanks. They had some great comments and, and just a lot of cool things to say. You can find uh, them on the web at anomalypodcast.com. And I'm about 99% certain I will be with them at Austin Comic Con. I think that's like the third weekend in November. I will be down there uh, in costume with them, uh, just having a good time. It's been a long time since I was, uh, it's since I got to a convention both in costume and with friends uh, that that are really into it too. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, don't really have uh, the October schedule for the podcast worked out at this time. I think we're going to have a couple of special shows. It's going to certainly have a special Halloween show, but just check out uh, the uh, main website, treksandsci-fi.com, for all the details on the upcoming schedule. Just go to the podcast link there, and then there, there's a drop-down for upcoming schedule. You can take a look at that. Uh, I usually post it on the forum as well. Join the forum. Just shoot me an email, treksf at gmail.com, if you want to join the forum. If you want to send it a donation, uh, last call now for sort of the September donation drive uh, for the podcast for the hosting fees and everything. There's PayPal links on the main site to uh, donate. Anything is appreciated. And a big thanks to everyone that has donated already. So that's it. I'm out of here. And I will talk to everyone again soon. Bye-bye. This has been a Rick Dusty podcast production.